1: Friday, February 4th, Friday, February 4th of 2022. The Pro Bowl hasn't even happened yet. And here we are, a bunch of sick fish, a bunch of sickos, a bunch of degenerates, best ball fiends, excited to draft 2022 <laughs> NFL best ball teams. But I'm excited too. The big board draft is a really fun Big board tournament. It's a really fun tournament that I'm excited for. I'm I'm really excited for the future of best ball in general, but these kind of um siloed tournaments are really fun, right? Obviously, we all have the it's to draft all year. We're excited. There's new rookies, there's free agents, and these tournaments are really fun because it's all done before the NFL draft. So we're all drafting in the same place there's a lot of different strategy around best ball mania and all these other tournaments that last for the entire summer for the regular season this one is particularly um fascinating because we're all working off of zero information really right we're not going to know where so many of the players in the player pool are being drafted um excuse me are are going to end up on see my brain is already in draft mode thinking about thinking about where players are getting drafted but there's so many rookies we don't know where they're going to land right values are going to shift wildly last year you could have got kyle pitts in like the ninth round of these drafts and there's so many interesting variables so i'm really excited to start drafting these and today we're going to get our first one on spike Week. let's get it Promise you, Chris. I don't hate. I don't hate the eastern the eastern time zone. It's a tricky balance trying to figure out when to do, especially on Fridays. Fridays are uh, especially especially difficult. But I do work for a DFS company, and so there is um, a little bit of of you know trying to fit in a you know like NBA DFS lock and. Um, fitting in the time where everybody can make it. It, It's honestly, this is, if you want to know about first world problems, this is one of the most difficult or like uh, perplexing things about my job is figuring out exactly when to schedule certain things. Sometimes evenings work for people. Sometimes evenings don't work for people. Sometimes people want mornings. Sometimes they want lunchtime. I've kind of settled into this fairly late afternoon um, time. I know it's not necessarily always the most perfect for everybody, especially on the East Coast, um, but it works for me. And I'm in the central time zone, so you guys can suck it. Silas says, but speaking of, really quick. before we're, We'll get into a draft in a second, or we'll hop in pretty quick because it takes a little – 20 rounds takes a little while. Cyrus, Silas says the tournament is 11% filled already, which is pretty crazy for a couple of days, but also shout out to Silas. If you didn't see um, the video that Shane Newman, who's doing some work for us at spike week put together of the, we did a draft last Friday, a 2022 draft, but the big board had not come out yet. So we were just diving into a 2022 draft, trying to kind of, feel out ADP's it was one of the first ones that I that I had done. I think I drafted Tom Brady. Actually, I did draft. I did draft Tom Brady on that stream. So obviously that team is dead. Congratulations as everyone knows. This plus EV to draft with streamers. I made that apparently clear last last Friday. But uh, Silas was in the draft. Silas is doing some great work for us. <clears throat> um at at Spike Week an awesome article series. He is he is working on, but he sniped me multiple times and Shane put together a really funny video. Go to the Spike Week Twitter at Spike Week on Twitter um, of me being distraught over missing out on Daniel Jones, which is the perfect synopsis of how fucking sad this existence is, that I was like legitimately mad at Silas for sniping me on Daniel Jones in Jan- It was in January. I didn't get Daniel Jones in a best ball draft. And I was like shook. You could see it on my face and in my, the tone of my voice. I was shook. It is a really, really sad, sad life that I live. But I'm sitting here <clears throat> just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And there's a foot of snow on the ground outside. I'm basically blocked in. They haven't plowed my neighborhood yet. I did. I did. Uh, I did go outside and not touch some grass, but I touched some snow. Um, The wife had me uh, shovel the driveway this morning. And boy, I'm not in very good shape because that was that was that was rough. I was I was winded after after shoveling the driveway. And then because she needed to leave the house this afternoon, she had an appointment. And of course the appointment gets canceled. So I shoveled the driveway for nothing, but it got me off to a good start today. So I'm feeling good. Feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good this afternoon. Ready to how, (laughs) how will I recover? Great question. I'm getting old. This is true, Paul. This is true, Paul. Pretty much your, I want to make sure Paul gets in every draft that every streamer of all time has ever done. That's the thing that I've picked up on. Like, I don't I actually don't watch a ton of the other streamers content live. I do watch um, a good bit after the fact and I'll always watch it after and I'm like yep there's Paul. I was inverted in the in the draft. so I'm trying to make sure that can be the case for Spike Week streams as well. and uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. as Rob here says at King Coakley, please hit the please hit the thumbs up, subscribe. Rob is giving away um, some signed jerseys. Um, so if you are subscribed to this YouTube channel and to his uh, hometown ghost stories, Rob, correct me in the chat if I'm if I'm misspeaking, but hometown ghost stories. Once we hit some milestones on some subscribers for both of those YouTube channels, Rob is going to give away some pretty sweet. Uh, in particular, I really want, he has a nice Tua autographed jersey that i would want and i would put i might replace the green screen if that were if that were true if i got that one um but yeah like and subscribe other thing i'm i'm as soon as we get done with this i'm gonna have 2022 rankings up on spikeweek.com go to spikeweek.com we got a ton of stuff that's piling in over there if you're doing uh if you're interested at all in like the the snake drafts that they have on there. So not even just best ball, right. But like um, they have d- every single day, they have contests giving away three, five, $10,000 to first place in NBA. If you're interested in, in NBA, we have NBA rankings driven by rotor grinders projections that kind of crush it. That's all I do is use our rankings and draft teams every, every single day on there for NBA. We'll be doing the same for MLB. Um, there's obviously they have NFL, Draft weekly draft contests. And so there's a ton of good content around that every single day. Like I said, Silas has an awesome like review series. He's already recapped Best Ball Mania 2, which was great. He's recapped the AFC East. He's recapping the NFC East coming out tonight, probably. And he's going to do just re- basically reviewing every single team and then projecting them for, which is really useful for these, for these drafts. Um, and then the other thing is that, uh, I got a rookie rankings table up on, on the website. So I watch a lot of college football. I listen to a lot of people much, much, much smarter than I about prospects and stuff. So I feel a, fairly comfortable in the rookies that are in this draft class. But if you're showing up to these drafts and like, you don't even know who Jameson Williams is, we got you. The our my, and our rookie rankings are up on spikeweek.com. Go to NFL and look in the drop down and you'll find those. The, I talked about last week, we have the depth charts. So if you want to like review the situations of every team, when we pull out the free agents, the depth charts are on there as well. Again, under, under NFL. So you can see like my favorite one to look at is to go look at the bears. They have Darnell Mooney. And Daz Newsome at wide receiver coming back. Everybody else is a free agent. They they literally have to sign several wide receivers just to fill out the team. And so got that for every every single team. And then I'm going to put out a free agent kind of list. Um, probably a some sort, some form of rankings. I don't have it done yet. But anyway, tons of stuff. Tons and tons and tons of stuff is coming out. Go to spikeweek.com. Also make sure you join you join the Discord. The Discord is um Un, like unbelievable seriously unbelievable the conversation today like i said it's february 4th the conversation today in the spike week discord around like draft strategy player strategy player takes everything is is seriously awesome it's like <laughs> i learn every single day i learn something from the people in the discord and the the kind of debate back and forth the conversation everything is awesome all right housekeeping we're done that was enough that was enough housekeeping let me share my screen and we can get into what you guys came here for. Certainly it was not to hear me rant. It was to get into a big board draft. Let's do it four, three, three more two one full Yeah so hometown ghost stories there it is for Rob. I listened to a bunch of them. Oh, baby. Influencer 101. That's fun. I haven't had the, I don't think I've had the 101. I, I've only done, I think six big board drafts. And I haven't had the 101 yet. Influencer 101. Um. <laughs> Shout out, Tony. Winner of the DraftKings Millie Maker this year, <clears throat> he will he will probably be taking Najee because Najee won him a million dollars. But um, I can assure you, not, I, I'm actually not super. Like I said, I'm, I'm finishing up the rankings that are going to be posted to the site a little later, and um, I'm 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 maybe even a little high. I'm, I'm about at consensus, I think maybe on Najee. So I'm obviously attacking JT. I do actually think it's the most wide open 101 we have had. maybe ever, certainly in recent memory, that I can that I can for sure remember. Um, CMC, the most interesting thing so you see this you saw that cmc was the uh you know cover boy if you will he's on the thumbnail and i think now he goes 102 here to uh ketchup's theme which is i think cj i think cj um i i don't know how to say your last name cj but awesome grinder um shout out to cj and correctly taking CMC at the 102, in my, in my opinion, but I, I do think there's basically three guys that you could you could you could make a case for at the 101 between obviously JT who I took, CMC who like again made him the cover boy because not really anything has changed <laughs> for for Christian McCaffrey. He's gotten a little older, and yes, the injuries have, a, have kind of stacked up on him. And honestly, my only real concern with CMC is like the coaching situation. Matt Rule, I'm 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 totally out on Matt Rule. I'm done. I'm done with Matt Rule. And they brought in Ben McAdoo. They, they fired Joe Brady and brought in Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. Obviously, they also need a quarterback upgrade. Quarterback upgrade is like whatever for for CMC. But, you know, ideally for his upside, you want a quarterback upgrade. But like if we remove the like coaching takes, nothing has changed for Christian McCaffrey. And he was the absolute slam dunk consensus. No questions asked 101 last year. And like. I love JT, but, and I'm going to take, I'm going to take JT 101. Every time I get 101, I'm pretty sure I will take, you know, again, it's February 4th, but I will take JT 101 because that's the only place you'll let, he's going to be the consensus 101. So you're, if you want to have any JT in your portfolio, you have to take him at the 101. But I think, like last year it was like you get the 101, it doesn't matter. You take CMC, you don't even think twice about it. This year, I, I think JT, CMC, and, and 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 my third guy was Cooper Cup. Running back is really like those top-end guys, every year it gets worse. And the fact that it's even there's not a running back that is just a, a guy that you're like zero questions asked. He's the 101, like last year with CMC makes me, like, I think Cooper Cup probably regresses or whatever next year. But, I mean, assuming health, you're going to feel totally, like, perfectly fine with Cooper Cup. All right, so I'm queuing up DK Metcalf. You will see in my rankings I am uh, very, very high on DK Metcalf. And I'm, so... I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick to the rankings where I believe that I have. Yeah, I have, I have T. I have T just over Waddle. And so I'm going to take T. I think Waddle is a guy. I'm not going to have zero of in 2022 for sure. I love him as a real life football player. I loved him at Alabama. He's a really exciting young player. But I think this is a this is a really lofty price for, for Jalen Waddell. And um, I, I'm not sure that there's really a difference between him and a T. Higgins type of a, of a player. Or if you preferred, you know, we have here DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen just went, some of these running backs. But the Pitts ADP, I hate you guys. The Pitts ADP has gotten... Has gotten crazy. Um, Waddle is a guy I'm going to think. Is it really? Sorry. For the audio listeners, Rob just said, why is my name showing up as someone else's on your screen? I didn't notice that. Shows you how much I pay attention to you, Rob. Um but anyway, Waddle is a guy I think we'll, we'll have to have some really good discussions on the show because, I mean, as a rookie to come in and demand those amount of targets and have that kind of season, obviously that's somebody we should be interested in. However, what he did was like entirely volume-based, right? The, the A dot was unbelievably low. All of his teammates got hurt. And um, I, I just have natural concerns when we're buying a guy because he caught a million five-yard passes. Even when he's as young and exciting as Jalen Water. <laughs> this is true. Ethan Pitts ADP can never be crazy. I agree. It was unfortunate though. Just the very first draft, the literally the very first 2022 draft. I did. Um, I got Pitts in like the middle of the fourth round or something, and now that is definitely that is definitely not not possible. As Paul V says, there's only this is the weirdest youtube group ever in the chat on any stream i've i I ever do for the last what have done for the last however many months there are there's other erics and there's like a million pauls that's it it's all pauls apparently that's just what spike week draws in is only erics and only pauls And there's like other, there's, I mean, Eric Lindbergh is here in the chat. He's Eric with the C. but I think there was another Eric with a K, which is very, which is very rare. Just weird. This is just weird stuff. Confirmed simulation. However, Paul says, did you know, Pitts only scored one touchdown last season? How many times, set an over-under, how many times do you think the fact that Pitts only scored one touchdown last year gets, gets, uh thrown out over the course of the next what seven months or whatever before the season starts son of a bitch there's another eric in here eric gilbert sorry if you've been here before and commented i apologize if i have missed it but i i think i recognize most of the other erics and i don't recognize eric gilbert and eric gilbert is now in the chat saying eric spelled eric greater than sign eric spelled erik so I I I was a click away from banning you from the YouTube chat. So I hope I hope you're I hope you're happy. Joking, obviously. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for hanging out. Doo, doo, doo. Let's see. John Carlson says Ridley over Waddle and Higgins. I'm actually, again, you'll see, I'm not going to give away all the rankings goodness. You'll see I'm definitely higher than market on Calvin Ridley. Um, part of part of the difficulty with like doing rankings. In- no, I do not want to enter autopilot mode underdog. Um, part of the, no, oh, fuck. It's, pardon my French. There goes Ridley. Yep. I was literally just about to play it up to the chat here with with Ridley. And oh boy. Hold on. Oh, I gotta I gotta stick to the brand here with for sure Elijah Moore and I think ETN. Yeah. Um but I'm definitely higher. I mean, Calvin really should not be a late fourth round pick. Point blank period. Never ever ever. Never ever. Soon, Alex. <laughs> I like this take from David. Pitts is, Pitts only scored one TD. Will be this year's in a vacuum. Or uh, just pick a meme, right? Three uncorrelated tournaments. That's Pitts. Pitts only scored one, one touchdown. Also, I would not put this past you. Paul says all the other Pauls are his burners. Would I really be surprised? Not really. Another good point by, uh, Tony says that Waddle has a new coaching staff also, which is true. The old coaching staff is what created this volume monster. And like, clearly we're not concerned about Jalen Waddle, the player, but like when you're drafting at the two, you know, it, this isn't a 10th round discussion. This is a two, three turn discussion. And so when you start to stack up things that could go against him, uh, particularly right now, right. Um, I can't imagine that they want to go in with the same offense next year. It clearly, <laughs> clearly had some issues and they need to bring in some other weaponry. Obviously the fuller thing didn't work. Demonte Parker is just whatever. Gesicki is a free agent. So there's concerns. I think um, Silas mentions, we were talking about Cooper cup earlier and I did sort of mention this, but I, I think it's uh, important to bring up like, is there any concern it'll be hard for cup to replicate uh, a million percent. My expectation is that he absolutely regresses, but Devonte Adams regressed from the year before. Right. Um, that's just what happens with wide receivers. But like, we're still talking about a fl- the floor of that is so high that you'll like assuming health, you'll never be upset. The Cooper cup is on your team. With running backs, that's not always the case, right? They just get hurt so frequently. Or when a running back regresses, it's like they're a stone-cold bust. Like whether it's regression just from a statistical standpoint or they're regressing, you know, through unfortunate injury luck, Um, which obviously happens a little more frequently, so. Yes, Chaos says, uh, we've already started. I've engaged probably too much in some of the rookie debates, maybe a little bit of shit talking on Twitter, whatever. But Chaos says, breaking out Drake London basketball highlights will be the new role to clip for Visca. If you haven't seen, go to YouTube. If you haven't seen the Drake London basketball highlights, just look them up. He played basketball at USC as well, and then realized quickly that uh, his future was as a first-round pick wide receiver. But he is uh, nasty. Have some concerns. Um, Dwayne McFarland from PFF replied to me um, on Twitter with some concerns about Drake London's ability kind of against band coverage, basically. And uh, that's definitely a concern. that I have. So I'm actually kind of, I never thought I would be, but I'm actually kind of bullish on Darnell Mooney. So I take Darnell Mooney and Dallas Goddard there at, at uh, the six, seven turn, which gives me Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, T Higgins, Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Dallas Goddard. So Goddard is a guy um, I will probably end up uh, being part of what <laughs> maybe steams him up. I don't know. I have sometimes have influence and then sometimes don't have influence. But uh, Dallas Goddard, like, I just don't even really understand why Dallas Goddard goes after TJ Hawkinson, And I definitely don't understand why Dallas Goddard is a seventh or eighth round pick. I think that's egregious. And um, I'm going to keep buying. I'm going to keep buying. Dallas Goddard. Darnell Mooney is a guy that uh, I didn't ex- necessarily expect to come in liking at a sixth or seventh round cost. I mean, it's Darnell Mooney, but man, when you look back at last year, his ability to earn massive, massive target shares and not be just kind of the deep threat guy. I mean, he, I think he's a really good football player. I think he's a really good football player. And I, I actually want to buy in on the bears I want to buy in on Justin Fields. I think they're going to make upgrades. You have Cole Komet as a later round tight end. Um, and I think Darnell Mooney is just a legitimately good upside wide receiver. And so, like I said, never thought I would be talking about Darnell Mooney as a six seven turn pick and like not hating myself for it, but here we are.
0: I am so confused.
1: Ridley on the Bears would be fun. Fields, Ridley, Mooney, Comet. That would be fun. Yeah. David says, as you say with Mooney, the Bears have nobody else, and he is legit good. I mean, the Bears are going to – the Bears are the mo, the situation that could change the most, right? Because they, they only have two wide receivers even signed to the roster, so they have to physically bring people in. Are they going to bring in, like – uh Rob says, are they going to bring in, you know, a Calvin Ridley type, a Will Fuller? Are they going to bring in, are they going to bring back a Rob? Are they going to, you know, are they going to bring in a really good, you know, I mean, there's a lot of free agent wide receivers. They're going to bring in like a really high end one. Are they going to bring in some lower tier ones, which you, you kind of want something in the middle for Mooney. You want good, competent players with him, but you don't want like Calvin Ridley to take away all that, unless the offense, unless like Calvin Ridley takes the offense to the next level, you know, that we're really, we're really playing uh, mental gymnastics here, but uh, it's a very, it's, it's one of the most interesting situations for this offseason. Yeah. This too. Travis says that it's a good, there's a good chance that Nagy was legit bad. (laughs) Yeah. That is a fact. That is a fact. God damn it! Where did Lance? Where, where did Lance go? Boy, the Lance steam is going to be out of control. Silas to Lance, of course. Of course, Silas to Lance. Let's see here. I don't want to go quarterback yet, and my God, this is a wide receiver room. I'm definitely going to take Cortland Sutton. Oof. All right, Sutton, Miles Sanders. I'm I'm actually I, I don't totally understand the Miles Sanders ADP. Um He'll be back. The offense should at least be the same that it was. In terms of production, they were clearly a run heavy offense with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Um, let me just look it up really quick. Go to pro football reference. Pull up Miles Sanders. <clears throat> we're talking about a running back that averaged 5.5 yards per carry, only played 12 games due to injury. Five point five yards per carry, caught twenty-six balls, had thirty-four targets. But even worse than Kyle Pitts, which people excuse me, people aren't gonna mention this about Miles Sanders. It'll be a meme about Kyle Pitts and touchdowns, but no one's gonna say anything about Miles Sanders. He scored zero. Zero touchdowns. He averaged five and a half yards per carry and played in the passing. He caught 26 balls in 12 games. It's not like amazing, but that's fine. He just didn't score any touchdowns. Nothing hit. What has changed? Nothing has changed for miles Sanders. Why is, why did he go from a fourth round pick to a ninth round pick? I really don't understand. I think this is reasonable too. Alex says. I feel like that offense will continue to grow as Hertz continues to get a feel and continue continues to grow Hertz could suck we could get into next year and they could decide to be done with Jalen Hurts but Jalen Hurts is rushing is good for Miles Sanders the offensive line is good and the offense can't really get worse I don't think <laughs> they're only Jalen Rager is absolutely fucking horrible they can't possibly get worse from kind of the skill group that they had and everything Dallas Goddard playing more is better Devonte Smith in the second year I don't know Miles Sanders seems like one of the best running back values on the board to me uh Lundar asks we were talking about the Bears do you think Khalil Herbert earned more of a role yes and no it, it'll be partly a coaching staff thing right every coaching staff does different things with their running backs uh Nagy was closer to became closer to more of a workhorse guy. Montgomery became a 70 to 80 percent or or more um snapshare type of back. But I think Khalil Herbert is what's the difference between Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery? I'm sure David Montgomery has a few things just from being a veteran over him. But um yeah, I think. You know, if the next coaching staff wants to use multiple running backs, I think Little Harbor's a really good pick in these. So please don't snipe me, bro. I like this take. Ethan says the late RB dead zone is kind of popping. It's like once you get past, like, what, the sixth round, seventh round? Probably like the seventh round. It's like these guys are kind of nice. <laughs> like, I kind of like these guys. Like, I kind of like Miles Sanders, let's scroll back. I should have had the board up. I apologize. I kind of like Miles Sanders. Sanders, I like Ramondre. I like Tony Pollard. I like, um, you know, I, I'm. I have my concerns about uh, Rashad Penny, just like everybody else does. But like, if Rashad Penny's going to go in the ninth round, this is definitely true. Dave says uh, late RB dead zone are the prime, you know, equals prime candidates. Did, did all my QBs go? Son of a bitch. Well, that sucks. That sucks. Boy, I hate everyone that's available here. I'll take Jacoby Myers. Don't love that, but that's okay. You Missed your pick. Oh, there we go. Uh, 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 uh. I'm going to reach a little bit on one of my favorite, if not my favorite rookie running back, Kyron Williams. Um, If you go to those rookie rankings that I mentioned at the top during kind of our housekeeping section, you'll see that Kyron Williams is my number three overall rookie running back. Um, I think if I were to pick a running back in this class, that was honestly the most like complete and the most like fit the NFL game. I think it's Kyron Williams. Good run. Totally, totally fine runner, but amazing in the passing game. Probably the best aspect of his game is in the passing game. He's really explosive. He's really elusive and he's a great receiver. Um, So I'm, you know, it's just like every rookie; it's going to be landing spot dependent. But I'm pretty excited for Kyron Williams. He's also from St. Louis. Maybe some bias, but yeah, Paul V. One of the many Pauls. Never too late to stack the Jets and Patriots. That is true. That is true. You could kind of throw the giants in there. What? Um, Yeah, that's about it though. Giants, I guess maybe Browns, maybe Browns giants, Browns, little backdoor Jared Goff Quintez Cephas stack is available to you late, but it's pretty gross. Um, I really liked it. One thing that I have thought about after doing not that many of these, but a, a fair bit of these is F- Justin Fields is kind of like my cutoff. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be burned by Deshaun Watson, but I, I think the Deshaun Watson ADP is just absolutely egregious for a guy in his, you know, circumstance. And so um, I, I'm not particularly interested in, in Deshaun Watson, I understand the upside and all that that stuff, but uh, maybe it's my, um, you know, the human in me coming out. But I don't, I don't love, I don't love the Deshaun Watson ADP. So there's this cutoff after Fields, where like, what's really the difference between Kirk Cousins and? any of these guys and like, you know, cousins is one of the next guys, Derek Carr, those kind of, those kind of quarterbacks. And so, um, yeah, I I think, I think this is a really good comp by the way. Um, and Tony says, I think Zach Wilson has a good sophomore year. I'm happy to invest in Zach Wilson, the, the, the 2022 giants as Ethan points out, um, Yeah, here we go. Uh, Rob says, I'm convinced Spineford's favorite team is the Giants. I I, I think I was underweight every single Giant in the player pool last year. I was so out on the Joe Judge Giants. But I am admittedly a total sucker for really, really smart, forward-thinking head coaches like Brian Dayball. And so, yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna be that fish, hook, line, and sinker, 100. percent I do need a quarterback. I do need a quarterback, and there, it's 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 tough scenes out here. I I don't want to. Well, Ketchup stain has a, has two quarterbacks, so I feel kind of okay saying this I I can't am I am I crazy that Tannehill's a pretty good value like is that crazy it doesn't seem crazy what running backs Uh, so I have JT Travis Etienne Miles Sanders and Kyron Williams okay I I kind of like uh, a Gus Edwards or someone like that here but I really need to uh, hit wide receiver after I, I take Tannehill and then uh, I really like I really like Robbie at this cost, Robbie Anderson. So the other thing you'll see, which has been kind of a hot button issue, particularly in the Spike Week Discord again, 100% free discord with best ball and really just fantasy it's really just fantasy football talk, but a lot of best ball focused talk. 24-7, 365, and I'm not even kidding <laughs> when I say that. It's crazy. So, um, like, I, t- I take Tan. I don't have A.J. Brown. I don't have Julio Jones. Um, I don't have any form of, of Titan stack. I am not forcing any form of a stack in, in these, just because, obviously there's no real way to know exactly who is going to be on what team and what stacks we really even want to get. So I'm just, I'm just kind of taking the not best available player. Cause I hate that. I hate that phraseology, but you know, you're just constructing a team as the draft unfolds to you. And sometimes that will be stacked. I literally did a draft earlier today where I had a, Like a Burrow, I I stacked Burrow and someone else. Multiple of my teams have stacks. So like when it makes sense, you absolutely target it. But like this draft obviously has not, unless I had reached earlier on a quarterback, um, I could have taken fields early. I wanted to kind of push it and see if you guys would let me get fields at a value, which certainly was very, very unlikely to happen. But I was willing to push that. And now you just kind of uh, figure out, The team, and if you don't have a stack, you don't have a stack. This contest is so different. The big board is so different from um, basically basically every single other best ball tournament that exists. If you have not, by the way, if you have not signed up for Underdog, which I imagine that every single one of you that is watching this, that has ever watched any of the Spike Week content, you have probably already signed up for Spike Week. But if you have not, go to Underdog and you use promo code SPIKE and you will get, I believe the promo is still a free $25. They ch- the promo changes a yeah, little peek behind the curtain. It's honestly not that easy to keep track of. But you'll get some free stuff, as always, with promo code SPIKE. This is this is such a bad take, Rob. We have, if you missed it, Rob and I started a just a weekly football show um, where we talk about the latest news and everything in the world of the NFL. And we also spin it to the fantasy football space and the best ball space, whatever. And Rob did a great segment on Kind of as it stands right now, what's your level of investment into every offense? And we started with the NFC. And so next week we're going to do the AFC. It was honestly a really good um thought experiment. I'm happy that he did it. It has made me, <laughs> it has, it has helped me um, in my offseason process. And it's I'm also excited to see what happens. With the evolution of our our takes on all of these offenses, however, this take on depends where Tannehill plays next year is egregious. Truly egregious. I might polish up my running backs here. I need to. I, I need to look at these other positions So let, Let's just let's just cue some people. Oh, oh, Giants. Oh, oh yeah. Never mind. I'm not polishing up running back. Oops, we're gonna hit this giant stack. <clears throat> Easy game. Don't have don't have the Titan stack, but now we got the Giant stack. Just to piss Rob off. Brian Dayball season. I can't wait till they uh, get a new quarterback. And my Daniel Jones teams are literally stone dust. And I go back to back. I'll, I'll have like heavy Daniel Jones exposure this year, similar to like what I did with Trey Lance. And I'll go back to back on quarterbacks that sit the bench the whole year. When like Dayball brings in, you'll also see in my rankings, I'm kind of high on Mitch Trubisky. I think he gets a starting NFL job this year. Um, but like when Dayball brings in Mitch to be a starter over Daniel Jones. And I have 20% Daniel Jones. That'd be a very fitting start to the 2022 draft season. Silas says giants have, have no money. I'm sure they could figure out a way to, uh, to make it work, somebody probably take Jones, trade Jones, sign Mitchell. Be really cheap, but obviously, I don't know. You know that that's I. I don't actually think that that's going to happen. But uh, with my luck, <laughs> that's exactly what will happen. Similar to my luck with Silas sniping me on every player that I like, he took my Daniel Jones from me last last draft and today Trey Lance you'll also again teasing the rankings too much it's not like I'm not a rankings Czar but you will see in the rankings that come out I'm pushing I'm pushing the envelope on Trey Lance I'm in I'm back in and I'm it's certainly possible that I am blinded by uh, my Trey Lance stakes of the past, but I think the upside is just seriously outrageous. And honestly, the floor the floor is so good that it's hard for me to fathom drafting Trey Lance. At he, he's going to get steamed up. That's just how it goes. But even when he gets steamed up. I'm trying to envision a scenario in which from a fantasy perspective, this is not a real life football take from a fantasy perspective. I'm trying to envision a scenario in which having Trey Lance on your team, you are like mad halfway through the year. Not talking about injury, not talking about real life football, your fantasy team, how like, Someone paint me that picture because I can't I, I can't see it. Yeah, this is <laughs> Paul says he'll be around pick fifty by June. I, I don't I don't even I don't even think that's it's a, it's obviously a little bit of hyperbole, but how much? I'll I'll just go ahead and give it away. Eric says more aggro than Hayden's QB eight rank. Yes. He's higher than my QB8. That's all I'll say. He is over guys that you will not think he should be. Over, I'm sure. Trey Lance, fifth round ADP. Thanks, Bime 4 The other Paul. There's two. Shit. The, 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 The amount of Pauls and Erics. The chat is literally just Paul and Eric comments. And a little bit of Silas. And I try to ignore Silas's because he snipes me every every other pick. Kidding. All right. 16-17 turn. There, Eric Hove. Here we go. Eric with a K. Checking into the chat. One of the real Eric's. I do have to decide, you know, in the next little bit if I'm gonna make this a three QB team. I can add on one of the rookies or something like that. 193. Did somebody did somebody take McBride? Of course you did. All right. I was planning on Trey McBride at that at this pick. So now now you're going to see me totally scramble here. I'm going to I don't really actually like Brian Robinson particularly as a prospect, but I think I'll I think I'll round out my running backs with those couple of rookies. I'm going to wait. I think definitely still a KJ Hamler fan. Yeah, let's do KJ Handler. I actually don't think I've taken KJ Handler in the big board yet. (laughs) Yeah, This is funny. If David in the chat and and Rob in the chat and Chris in the chat, and you're all the only one of your name, and there's like six Erics and five Pauls, Explain that one to me. Yeah, I tend to. David says starting with Tannehill and Daniel Jones equals three QB for sure, and I, I I tend tend to agree. In this is the thing I, I haven't. Um, I'm definitely going to write and 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 stream about the move to twenty rounds. I think. There's a lot of edges we can exploit in the 20 round drafts and actually not going three quarterback, I think has the potential to be a really, really big edge in the, in these drafts. However, I do think when you get locked out of quarterback, um, the third one, the third one makes sense, but that's, that's a, that's a subject I think is really important. And one I'm really going to think long and hard about, and experiment with, and um, definitely going to be a, a big one with underdog moving to 20 rounds, because this is the assumption: is like if I don't get an elite quarterback, I'm going to go three shitty ones. And I'm I, I I'm I'm not saying that's wrong, but I am saying there's more there's more thought that should go into it than just like, that's my auto assumption. Because if you think about it, if Daniel Jones ends up being, he's the quarterback of a Brian Day ball offense. If the giants take a step, which no one certainly not Rob in the chat, uh, like agrees with or thinks is going to happen. But if it, if it does, And you take, you know, one of these super late, low upside third quarterbacks just to help you with the floor. You wasted that pick, and you could, especially in this, where there's so much unknown in the big board. Like you could have, there's going to be late round guys, twentieth round guys that just are elite fancy picks in this. And so I I think uh, it's just a subject that deserves a lot of attention, in my opinion, this offseason. Yeah, I like this. I like this take in general. Ethan says, I think once depth charts are solidified, three late QB is is pretty strong. I think so too. It's a little obviously trickier right now because we don't even know where the rookies are going to land. We don't know about so many like, – Quarterback is way more wide open this year than in years past. And so it's a very, very tricky proposition. Chris says, imagine drafting Brian Robinson over Damian Pierce. I think I think I have them right next to each other in my rankings. Like I said, I actually don't really love Brian Robinson, but I think the NFL bros are going to love Brian Robinson more than Damian Pierce. Um, Pierce is a bizarre prospect man The production from a per touch basis And a per snap basis is like absolutely insane I forget what the like the broken tackle rate is And all that it's just absolutely insane It's just you also do have to take into account The fact that there's basically no production (laughs) You know He, he, he really didn't do anything In his entire college career However what he put on tape and the snaps that he did Put out there are like fucking insane, and so it's a tricky. It's it's a it's a very very tricky situation for sure. Tolbert, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Tolbert guy. If you haven't seen, I'm I'm just gonna take Jalen Tolbert. If you haven't seen uh, the. Ooh, I did not expect that Matt Ryan would be here. God. What a dusty draft pick, Matt Ryan. But I mean, 19th round Matt Ryan is seen is is pretty crazy to me. Assuredly going to be uh starting quarterback of the NFL next year. Has Calpits, Pitts, maybe Calvin Ridley. We'll see what happens. But um I'm comfortable with. Matt Ryan at pick two seventeen. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with that, as opposed to taking obviously taking the dive on a Sam. I'm, I'm very high Sam Howell um, as one of the rookies. If you prefer Matt Crowell or um, I think did Will was Willis already gone. Yeah. Um, you know whatever your your flavor of rookie quarterback is. Um, I think I prefer. I think I prefer Matt Ryan. Yeah, I like this take I I don't think Brian Robinson Is going to be like a difference maker in the NFL Or or anything, but the NFL values Production As they should The NFL values uh, Guys that Nick Saban trusts The NFL values guys That Nick Saban puts into an absolute Workhorse role And that was Brian Robinson (laughs) NFL is going to be a little skeptical of Damian Pierce who can't even get on the field the majority of the time for Florida. So um, I like Damian Pierce. Like I said, I think I have them right next to each other in my rookie, in my rookie rankings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Travis asked does top three advancing change anything strategy wise more fragile. Um, if we were totally optimizing, I do think it would probably change a little bit. Strategy wise, and to your point, it is a little bit more fragile. I would be more willing to take just two quarterbacks, you know, just two tight ends, um, which I'm obviously only going to take two tight ends here. I am going to take three quarterbacks, um, but I did go a little bit running back heavy early. And so that kind of opened up um, that flexibility. But I, I just think we're drafting like see, like let's seriously take a step back really quick we're drafting 2022 fantasy football drafts in late january early february early early february and it's going to it's what what silas said it was double digit percentage filled 11% filled 12% filled already like the thing is going to fill fairly quickly And so I'm just gonna continue to construct teams in a way that makes sense based on the draft that I'm doing and not focus too like when we when when basketball mania season gets here, you want to start talking about fragility and all that kind of stuff. I'm definitely going to. Um, but I'm not I'm not gonna overanalyze that situation in an environment where we don't even know what team these players are going to be playing on. You know what I mean? So I, I, I firmly believe in, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid, right? That's my, that's what I believe in. Like almost above all else from a strategy perspective. And so that's kind of where I'm, I'm just leaning into that. Yeah. I, I don't have a, I'm not going to sit here and uh, debate Damian Pierce versus Brian Robinson pass pro, but I, I will, I will debate uh, college production. And uh, so Brevin Jordan is around, but I'm going to take mother who took Kylan Granson. All right. I'm going to have to take Brevin Jordan. So again, another thing you will see in my rankings. I'm so ch- I can't do one of these without getting extremely annoyed with whoever is taking my guy every goddamn time, every time, every time. So anyway, it's been ruined now, but my late round, my favorite late round tight end is Kylan Granson as it stands right now, which I guess I was in on Mo Alley Cox last year. So this is back to back years of being in on the Colts on the Colts uh, potential tight end and um, Jack Doyle and Moelle Cox are both free agents. Kylan Granson was a a fairly high draft pick and a decent prospect for the Colts last year Um, second you know took his rookie year to learn the league and learn the position and now we have an offense with tons of targets up for grabs a talented kid that they've invested in. I'm I don't really understand why he goes so late compared to a lot of the other tight ends that are in the player pool. So that got ruined. I was very excited for him to collect him and log off Kylan Granson season. But alas, didn't get as triggered as... Somehow didn't get as triggered as when Silas sniped to me on Daniel Jones. So that's good. I'm growing as a human, I guess. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Um, if, you, if you have been following, had to reschedule the Best Ball Bros episode for this week, it will be with Justin Herzig. We're trying to figure out a time to reschedule. He is unfortunately under... The weather today. Hope Justin gets better. Um, But we will be rescheduling the next episode of Best Ball Bros. Hope you have enjoyed those. I have really enjoyed those. So selfishly, I'm going to keep doing them. Um, uh, We have got to talk to uh, Liam Murphy at Chess Liam, who won Best Ball Mania 2. Got to talk to Tony Castro, longtime friend, high school friend of mine that won the DraftKings Millionaire Maker from Best Ball. And we got to talk to Peter Overzet. Best Ball Influencer, and we'll soon be talking to Justin Herzig and tons of other people across this entire space. Hopefully you have enjoyed those. Subscribe to the YouTube to get, you know, the same old bullshit spiel that everybody gives about why you should subscribe. But the, I, I really do believe that the episodes are, are, are really good. Every Friday moving forward for the rest of eternity, we'll be doing these best ball drafts. This was a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about all these players and all these prospects and all these strategies and everything every week moving forward. You guys rock. This was an absolute blast. Like and subscribe. And I will catch you guys. We'll be back on Monday. Maybe we'll do some lessons learned from the Pro Bowl. What can we learn from the Pro Bowl? No, we'll probably do it from... ADP changes. We'll have some fun, talk about some things that we've learned um, and some of these strategies on Monday. I'll see you guys then. Have a good weekend. Later.